0: Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the 40-yard line podcast. Uh, my name is, of course, JC Compost, and on my right-hand side is, of course, the lovely Evan Richard V. Hello. Hi.
1: It's not used to the camera.
0: Yeah, it's still a little weird. I was um, back with the first time. I'm not loving nice. it. I got, you know, I got made fun of for our intro the other day. Right, my home. Yeah, they were like, welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm like, okay, sorry, mine's creative and not... Sorry, uh, I'm cool. ...bland. <laughs> um, as always, guys, before we go ahead and get started, remember... That um, the 40 yard line is, of course, brought to you by Populous. Populous, the number one fantasy basketball app. Download it in the App Store today and change the way you play fantasy. Call me Rajon Rondo. I said app twice and I didn't You did like say that. Oh, good, job, uh, good job. I recovered. Yeah. You got it. You got it. Well, let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. All right, let's jump right into it. Texas football smashed
1: Baylor on Saturday. I was there in Waco. Mm. If you're from Waco, I'm so sorry. What an awful place to live. Either way. Um, it it was was like,
0: a, there was a cult there, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. the
1: stormed. Um that's, right. <laughs> that's like the most interesting thing that happened there. But, yeah, uh, I was there at the game. Did not know they prayed before the game, so I had to just stand up for, like, three minutes straight between prayer and the national anthem, which was fun. Um, but, yeah, you know, pretty standard game from Texas. Uh, very good win for them. And they were dominant the whole way out. It was just from the start to finish they were killing them. Quinn Ewers, very efficient, no picks again. Two touchdowns, one on the ground, 30 yard run. Love to see that from Quinn. That was One that was in the air, only that five incompletions, dirty. almost 300 yards. Jonathan Brooks, second straight 100 yard game. Really looking good right now. Not Bijan, but he is get, taking a lot of carries, going the whole way. And with Cedric Baxter still having to kind of recover, it's really nice that Brooks is getting that. Two touchdowns on the ground for him. Anyone that really stood out for you, JC?
0: I was actually going to say, I completely disagreed with your opening statement. What? I didn't think it was a typical game for Texas. I thought this was the most complete performance this team had put that's together. That's actually a good point. Yeah, yeah. I, was <laughs> kinda, I was just kind of I was segwaying. In that's, motion. No, that's actually yeah. a very
1: good point. Yeah, that was a really good game for them. Yeah. First, yeah. first game where it didn't feel like a part of the team was off.
0: It didn't. And you know what? I think – okay, offense, you can say that the offense – I want to say it was seven. Yeah, they only scored one touchdown in the first quarter. But that offense was moving the ball. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. we, just with purpose. The offense was moving. The defense – I can't even tell you, like, especially in the second half, as I was starting to take note, how many guys were constantly rotating. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't think that changes. I was I was going to see Justice Finkley and Lake Muhammad that much. Yeah, I saw them almost, like, the entire second half. Yeah, that second half, they got a lot of reps in for the young guys, which is great. It is. And I think, I mean, for me, honestly, this is, truthfully, the first game in the Sarkeesian era. This is including Alabama. This is including Oklahoma last year. Like, this is my first definitive game where I'm like, oh, this is a team that can actually, like, Do something, do something. Mm -hmm. Like, because, you know, with Bama, you know, it's like, yeah, you're going to show up to your competition. For me, my concern was Texas is going to do what Texas always does, and they're going to play down to their competition. Those
1: those bottom five conference teams are going to give them a hard time. They're going to
0: play down like they always do, but they showed up to a pretty loud Baylor crowd, Mm -hmm. and they kind of took the noise out of the stadium within the first, I'd say, what, seven minutes left in the second quarter? They had taken all the noise out of the stadium? by,
1: By the end of the first quarter, into that, they're scoring in the second – or the second quarter, first half. It mm. was getting quiet in Baylor. By the third quarter, they were leaving the stadium. So. I mean, they
0: had put 21 up with what? I feel it was like seven, eight minutes left in the second quarter. Yeah, right? I
1: believe so. So, up 28 pretty early on. And, you know, no points in the second half for Baylor, even with Texas playing their more second-string defense. 38 points total, 28 at the half. Starting strong. If the offense was trying in the fourth quarter, they probably would have put up more. Malik Murphy got some yeah. reps in. We yeah, did see. True a completed Xavier-worthy trick play pass we to did, Jatavion Sanders. We did.
0: It's all we can ask for. I'm highest, surprised they
1: brought it out. Highest-rated
0: tight end, too, this week in 89, Jatavian yeah. Sanders. I Brock mean, Bowers who? The nation what, got up.
1: What I really want to point out is that he had 62 yards after catch for his of his 110 yards. Same thing happened against Alabama. He had over 100 with, like, 70 yards after catch. He had one up the seam. He had that play. He had just a lot of plays where he got the ball in his hands, and he just keeps moving, and he obviously is very hard to tackle, and Mm -hmm. he's just one of the best tight ends, probably second best in the country.
0: Brock Bowers, we'll see by the time we're we're at the end of the season where you're at. I mean, his first catch of the game, he shrugs off. It was like, I want to say like a linebacker, and he hurdles somebody else for a first down. Yeah, he had that hurdle. That was great. It's just so easy for him, and he doesn't even look like he's trying out there. And also, like, it really didn't look like our offense was trying that hard either. It kind of just looked like our offense was just coasting. They were just going through the motions and it was just so efficient. I'm glad you brought it up because I'm finally excited he's getting the flowers he deserves. Jonathan Brooks, man. Jonathan Brooks, who has waited for behind two of the probably going to be NFL starting running backs by week five because Roshan should be starting pretty soon yep. here. He's waited his entire time and he's arrived for this moment. Steve Sarkeesian said on Monday Look, Baxter's still not back to being 100%. So this is going to be the Jonathan Brooks show for right now. Pla- I can't even imagine my placing that confidence in Brooks too. What that does for him overall too, yeah. Knowing that you know what for right now, these are my first team reps, and I'm going to take as many as I want.
1: Yeah, and he's fifth and rushing in the Big Twelve, and that's for someone who just came. It's really his first time starting. You will take that, especially when teams are running the ball more than we are. Mm-hmm. So Brooks still has a little bit of ways to go, but we're really liking what we're seeing from this two weeks, and hopefully, hopefully that's not something that just isn't a part of the OU game, which is obviously this Kansas game, which we'll get into is big, but. The OU game is what's on the horizon. And I mean, it's our biggest two-week stretch yeah. of the season, probably. And uh, against Alabama, he wasn't the most efficient, wasn't getting as many reps. But that also wasn't as much part of the game plan. I really do want to see him go off against uh, Oklahoma. And uh, I think we can go to the defensive side, because especially that front seven, man, it was just every player. Dirty. Dirty. Just the D-line was destroying that Baylor running game. I think they had .1 yards per carry entering the second half. Got a little better after, but... Jalen Ford had a pick in the end zone. He is just such a great player. To forcing turnovers, tackling all over the field. Two players that really have just improved. And I want to give credit. I, I'm sorry. I don't remember our linebackers' coach names off the top of our oh, head. I mean, Jeff, Jeff Chody. Chody. Yeah, I were. also was
0: even talking talk about him too. Yeah, yeah Chody. Yeah.
1: The improvement from this last year to now for two, specifically David Benda and Jet Bush is crazy. Jeff Jet Bush, Bush was a Jeff guy. Jet Bush,
0: man. Guy I was Jeff criticizing Bush. a lot
1: last year. He's not asked to do that much, which the problem with last year was he was asked to do too much. And he really, when they're putting these heavy run sets in, when they're putting down seven guys in there, no Jaday Barron, he is making plays on the field. He looks faster than he ever has. Mm-hmm. And David Benda is speedy, man. That guy gets to the quarterback. His closing speed is really good. And that's just that's just at a whole other layer to this defense because Overson last year is fast. Ford is not the fastest. And now you have, instead of Tucker Dorsey, you have Bush and Bender flying around the field. Johnny mm-hmm. Barron as well. Such a good look for the defense. Yeah,
0: I mean, I'm glad you're giving love to our middle, so I'll give some love to our interior too. I mean, Byron Murphy to Bondre Sweat. Good Lord. The, the boys have arrived. Like, mm-hmm. Were they great players last year? Strong to probably above average but players. amazing players. But what they've arrived and who they're showing that what they can be, just wrecking balls on the inside, mm-hmm. man. I mean... I really think you're right. I think Baylor at one point in the second quarter had negative two rushing yards. And we yeah. were up to like 70 at that point. And, I mean, if this team's going to go far, it's this defense right now. Because mm-hmm. I don't care what anyone says. This is this is a top five defense in the nation. And yeah. this is a team that they're going to make you uncomfortable. They're going to throw everything at you. And also, they can beat you in the secondary too. I mean, in they the secondary. Yeah excuse me, I forgot his name for a second. Jalen Catalan, he still isn't getting a lot of reps out there, but he's making his statement when he is out there. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know that some insiders, (laughs) insiders, people on Twitter, (laughs) some people do think like some Twitter text personalities do think that they're just trying to get him adjusted to the system. Uh, He still like had some off-season things that he had to work through. Um, I do want to bring up one guy though for you. I know I kind of texted you about him too. I feel like Ryan Watts got beat out there a few times on Saturday. Yeah, we did
1: text a little bit about that. Yeah. There was definitely two plays in particular that I could remember watching and saying, hmm. The first like big throw from Sawyer Robertson. The first big throw from Robertson. And then there was one where it was just kind of like a second or third down and long. And Watts got beat first down for the wide receiver. Yeah, I will say the cornerbacks are the weakest point of the defense, the boundary corners. Mm-hmm. Not to say they're bad, but it's it's definitely the part where, you know, we have a great safety rotation. They really were praising Derek Williams in the press conferences this week, and he got a lot of run. Really? The safety, yeah. He got a lot of run out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, Muhammad's good. Brooks is good. Holmes, Watts, all good. It's just they're probably not as elite as the other positions. So, hopefully this doesn't become a problem
0: throughout the season. I don't think it will. But mm-hmm. it is something that we are looking out for right now. I mean, but that's not something Texas should have to worry about too much. because I feel like they're not – I feel like Texas isn't going, like, man-to-man all the time, you no, know? So no, I feel no, like that's no. never going to be, like, a big presentation where someone's going to be one-on-one on the outside. And that's why you know? Jalen Ford has picks, just because he's playing those zones, playing the middle of the field. And you can I mean, get away just, with – He just sits the- there and
1: sits. And you, we, sits. we don't give up many huge plays, and you can see it where mm-hmm. the safeties play over the top a lot. Sharon Thompson has been ball-hawking like that. And mm-hmm. then it's just – they have a good system there. So I think that's why they're not rushing Catalan in. Yeah, it's You know, if we have the number one success rate defense in the country, don't change it. So I think that's what Sark is saying to PK. PK is thinking, I'm not against it how they're doing it. Yeah.
0: I think another thing we have to point out too is I forgot exactly who it was, but um, if they play, I believe all four of these guys are going to get a go on uh, Saturday. But once they do, they officially lose the redshirt
1: status. Yeah, Joe Cook on Twitter has been keeping up with that. It's, mm-hmm. yeah. it's some, it's some combination of Muhammad Hill, um, uh, Cook, Cook, Cook. Wisner. I think actually is As well because he's been doing special teams. Trey Weisner's made some crazy hits on special teams. He's been great. Mm, Jontae Cook had a 50 you. yard catch. Yeah, you got it?
0: All right. It's Anthony Hill, Jonte Cook, Malik Muhammad, Jelani McDonald. Uh, McDonald. I actually didn't know this one. This one surprised me. Uh, Leon and Lefo. Yeah, I guess he's been getting reps. I, in, I yeah. didn't actually expect that one. And Weisner are all losing the right shirts on Saturday. And he plays special teams with Lefo, I'm pretty sure. So right, that makes he does. sense. But yeah, the Weisner, that Weisner hit on special yeah, teams. Yeah, Weisner's this game. making some plays out yeah. there. That's
1: one of those things where special teams a lot of times wins those. OU versus Texas games, and they were really good last year. Texas was, and that's where you're hoping that Keelan Thompson, he Trey weisner make some really big plays. Jeff Bush mm-hmm. is another special teams demon. Yeah,
0: I mean, I think one thing I do want to talk about then and address because I don't think it's you know end all be all concern, but when you want to talk special teams, it was obviously the weakest part of our entire program on Saturday. I mean. Let's see who Whittington, Calton, where so they the dropped the him. lost fumbled Keelan also fumbled kickoff, I believe, too. He didn't lose the fumble. I think, he, yeah, he just like, he, he, it he, like, muffed it. it. Yeah. yeah. I don't know
1: what was going on with the hands. Uh, Sark said there's no changes to that. Uh, I, yeah, not really sure what happened. That was a real kind of blip, and hopefully it was just a blip because yeah. that's not a historical thing. We, they never had problems with muff punts. The kicker right. and punter is still very good for this team. So I'm, I'm not concerned. About Our punter's that. on top of
0: it. Yeah. Ryan Sandborn. Our got had a, a leg. Pain. Was he the transfer? from yeah, Like Stanford. Stanford? Yeah, yeah. I thought Stanford so. I mean, Xavier almost took one to the crib. Yeah. Like, uh, Xavier's Xavier getting has, there.
1: I think his problem is just, he thinks he can take everyone back, which is great, mm-hmm. but you got to catch the ball. And that's the hardest part about. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely a psychology to punt returning though, because it's, it's the only one where it's one versus 11. Like you are catching the ball. You're yeah. ball up there you will get people ahead of you and you're freaking yourself out so i think it's just a little bit of yips right there and i think they'll be fine um I mean, broughton is a name i wanted to bring up with you okay he had in the first quarter i think three separate plays that either resulted in a tackle for loss or a sack or just him getting the tackle down and he's not someone you talk about very much but he's playing that like true nose tackle role and that's what we thought like trill carter was going to play when he transferred and alfred collins also plays it but He's really coming into his own in these first few weeks, and I'd not expect that to be a name I'd be bringing up
0: on the podcast. I wasn't ready for you to actually talk about him at all. Yeah, so <laughs> it's, just,
1: it's just I'm I'm glad that we're getting a lot of depth from the defense. It feels like they're you know 16 to 18 players deep on that defensive side, and that's just huge for the team going forward.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I love that highlight. I guess I'll take a little bit of time to highlight. A guy who really has been quiet the last two weeks, but he's just getting it done. We're not talking about it. Quinn Ewers is just, just shows up to work and gets it done. He's getting it done. I mean, he's completing like 70% of his passes. No picks. It, couple of if he throws there on Saturday. A mm-hmm. couple of if he throws, but his deep ball looks like it's ready to go. Yeah. I mean, I his agree. deep ball looks good, man. You look at the one where he, takes, he makes his first mistake of the game, takes his first sack, didn't have to take it, wasn't necessary. No, was Texas right. looking at third and 15. I was expecting them to rush. I was like, we're up 30. We're just going to rush the ball punt. Yeah. Talk, chucks a little forty-three yard pass to John Ty Cook, fifty-one I think actually, fifty-one, just like that, over fifty yards. Doesn't even step into it, just right over the top. I mean, Quinn really just looks like he's ready to come into himself. Mm-hmm. He looks really comfortable. Malik Murphy, when he was out there, I really wish we had gotten him some more reps. I, was, I do too. I really love seeing Malik they Murphy love get out there. He just, dude, he towers. Yeah, he's huge. He towers over everybody out there. Young. Opposite yes. of Bryce um, But Quinn
1: Ewers is still second in the Big 12 in touchdowns and is the only one without an interception. So mm-hmm. he's he's still playing efficiently, and that's kind of what you want to ask for
0: a player before the season really becomes tough. I mean, he's just limit turnovers. Average 13 yards in the air this week. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Huge. it's just easy for Texas. I You don't even really recognize it, but they put up 500 yards of offense.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. And
0: it just it doesn't even feel like they did. This team could have easily, if it wasn't for the special team miscues, a Burt Auburn kick... I mean, this team could have put up fifty points.
1: Also, the score was thirty to six. I did not look back. I meant to ask you. I think
0: I said thirty-eight to three in the podcast last week. Yeah. As the final score. We yeah, we were both really, we were close. both really close yeah. to the spot. I score. said like forty-five to fourteen or something. Yeah, forty-five to ten. You said you were very close. I actually, was like, was that I changed actually? my answer on Saturday. I said Texas was going to win by thirty-one. was like, "You're an idiot." And I was 32, like, too baby, we're on it." We're on it. But I mean, overall, like, yes, while well, you are going to commend the play of all of that one. I think it's often that we don't often do this. I would I actually give a little bit of a shout out. Sawyer Robertson was just getting the crap beat out of Dude, there, Yeah, I felt bad. That Baylor line is... It was decimated. Yeah. And Robertson was just... I mean, he took hit after hit. Well, they
1: subbed him out at the at last part of the game. From could have happened guys. faster. Yeah, but
0: I mean, Robertson. Kudos to the guy for still trying to get the ball moving as best as he could. Obviously, not not a great day in the air. But when you're only getting two seconds to throw and you have no run game to help you out. And what's really interesting is that Blake Shapin was listed as available. He didn't was play. He? Yeah. Okay. He, on our sheet, he was there. He was listed as the starter, and I tweeted I, out Inside a report. Start and. He didn't start. And I was like, oh, he didn't start. You could have moved guess. the Vegas line. Yeah, could have. Vegas. Destroyed Vegas. Destroyed yeah. Vegas. Martinez did look decent when he was out there, though. Yeah, apparently. I mean, Martinez looked confident. The, the stadium cheered so hard for him when he showed in. And I was like, is this like something I'm missing?
1: Why do they all love this guy?
0: Yeah. Just a third yeah. stringer from Austin. But yeah, a third stringer that they love. So, But I, I believe, know. apparently, the plan is RJ might be starting on Saturday. That's the Baylor I mean, season. I'm hearing a lot of Big 12 noise about that. But I mean, for Baylor, you've got four home games and you started one and three.
1: Yeah. Oh, I didn't tell tell you the story, but oh, let's go. Um, from, from the game is our press passes usually say field because all the media is allowed on the field. Say Ours like church, didn't. huh? It's like church. No, no. Uh, no, no okay. No, no. Um. And I was like, yeah, it's, it's, it's no field pass, but we usually just kind of go there. And so we, me and my co writer Lindsay, we went down the elevator, walked on the field, and you tell them like security people are kind of confused, but they didn't press us on it. So we're still on the field for the end of the game. And we were like, "Where are the other reporters?" And like Danny Davis, who's at the Statesman, was there. Uh, the TSTV people were down there, so like, okay, yeah, we're fine. Yeah. And we Justin. walked in the field. Yeah, <laughs> Justin Goose <laughs> Yeah. Um, we walked in the field. We were there when like the team was celebrating at the end. I walked past a very ang- angry Dave Aranda. He looked pissed off. Yeah. Um, and then we get the press thing. There, and we were like, people were like, "Yeah, it's crazy. We couldn't get on the field." And I was like, "Yeah, we were on the field." And they're like, "What?" Like all these like people were like way more qualified than us. We're like, "Yeah, we." We didn't go to the field. I'm like, yeah, we're just on there. We just walked in. And they were like, How'd you do that? Like, what are you guys doing? And I'm like, Listen, just do stuff until they tell you not to. And no one told us no. So that is
0: actually the biggest it's the number rule. One thing you learn in journalism. That is the number one rule in all college athletics. Just do it until you're not do supposed to. Until you're told not to. So yeah, I Only got Only in this, con- this context. Yeah. But I mean, no, he looked defeated, bro. He was like Robert Sala after they lost Rodgers. I mean, like he had that look on his face. This might be a,
1: a surprise—not even surprise firing, but after his second year with that program. But he's had a good year and then nothing else. Awful
0: first year. Great, the one doctor 12 the one doctor Big Twelve championship. The Carter one Big Twelve championship. The Sugar Bowl win. That's it. Yep, that's it. I mean, he might be gone. Um, well, there's going to be a lot of change in the Big Twelve,
1: I think, as well, because it's becoming a, such a new form of teams. And like I, you know, I think Utah with them coming in, they'll be the favorites to be winning it. So it's teams are going to say themselves be.
0: like Texas tech is Joey McGuire. Actually guy? Colorado too,
1: man. Colorado yeah. could be
0: a favorite to them. The Twelve too. Yeah.
1: I mean, but I'm just saying like, you know, Texas tech, Joey McGuire, is that who you want to have out there? Baylor Dave Aranda. It, there's a lot of question marks for who, these coaches out there. And, I really am like, yeah, Campbell mm-hmm. for Iowa State is is that gonna keep happening? I mean,
0: I'm gonna be real before we transition into Kansas. Kansas yeah. Uh, in the beginning of the year I did have my Big Twelve rankings. I did draw up my coaches and I actually had Texas finishing as the number three team. And Houston, Houston as the number six. Yeah. Uh, Texas Tech is currently bottom in the Big Twelve at one and three, sharing a record with Baylor's Armanda, Oklahoma State's Mike Gundy, and Houston.
1: He's, he's gone after this year.
0: I mean, when you talk about a drastic fall-off, Houston, Oklahoma State, and Baylor and Tech all sitting at the bottom. Really bad. That's not expected. That's not no, to be not expected. That's shocking. And Baylor um, and Texas
1: Tech only have one win on the year. BYU's had an incredibly good season, too. Yeah. Though.
0: I mean, they, they lost
1: to Kansas, and they, it wasn't like... It was close, but it wasn't kind yeah. of game. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, they don't look bad. And I, I think they're going to be competitive and be a bowl game team. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, we're sitting at the bottom, the five teams with...
0: One with the Big
1: Twelve loss and two with only two wins. I mean, who let
0: West Virginia win three games? Who let that happen? I don't
1: know. Pitt apparently did. Um, That's not
0: shocking. Pitt,
1: Texas Tech, both lost to West Virginia. Um, I think we're ready to go into the Kansas game though. If
0: you are, I mean, yeah, I think we are. I just think you know, if you're Baylor, you hope you get back your your quarterback. You hope you get him back soon. But
1: you hope you get a whole I mean, a lot of stuff. Your
0: season. You're lucky if you qualify for bowl at this point. Oh, definitely. That's that's the prayer right now mm-hmm. when you're starting at one and three, especially now that you're going to be going on the road for half of your games. Mm-hmm. And going to the road, you now are going to be a favorite underdog. Yeah. So, and this when you play Texas, your home game doesn't count as a home game. Texas will be there, dude. Those Texas fans, fans are traveling, up man. Yeah, they travel well. They look and good. We are not
1: going to leave the state of Texas until I want to say November.
0: So that's correct. Yeah, we're yeah. only leaving for Iowa State. Mm-hmm. That's the only time so, we leave this year. Yeah, it's gonna be. I'll take pretty it.
1: easy. Pretty easy for home
0: field advantage. I don't even know where Texas. Iowa State is, so we're good. I don't know, Ames, but, uh, <laughs> to shout out horns up Chris. Uh there's the picture of viewers running down the sideline. He said who changed the DKR end zone to green cuz it was just Yes, all, I did see that. because all Texas All fans. Texas yep, in the top, in the top row. Yeah. yeah. Well, Kansas. Let's, this can you is get a segue? Let's get
1: it. I'm ready. 4-0 coming in, Big 12 win against BYU. First time they've started 4-0 in two straight seasons since Nineteen fourteen was the stat. Mm. Fourteen fifteen. Mm. Uh, I crazy was not one. What? Uh, you know, I didn't know that. I thought you were <laughs> hundred nine years old. Uh, <laughs> Lance Leopold has completely turned around this this conference and or this team and JT or JT Daniels. Jalen Daniels is the preseason Big Twelve Player of the Year, looking like it out there. Yeah. Their defense, which was the big question mark coming into the year, played really well against BYU. Three takeaways. That's going to be a scary matchup. Daniels is second in the big 12 in yards per attempt, completion percentage and passer rating. He is efficient. He has legs, but as they described it like for, from Sark, from the defense, it's that he likes to run, but he doesn't scramble to run. He scrambles to throw the ball. He'll sling that ball. Yeah, kind of like will. how Michael Penix does it. You're not going to see as many Jalen Milrow runs where it's tuck it and go. It's I'm getting out of the pocket, but I want to find a guy. And a lot of times it's Devin Neal, who is a big threat out of the backfield. Both as a runner, he's averaging 5.9 yards per carry, I think it was. Most yards per carry of any Big 12 player with over 50 attempts. Also leading the Big 12 in scrimmage yards because this guy catches the ball out of the backfield, and he is the number one threat, the number one target in this game, the best running back in the Big 12 right now. A lot of scary players in that offense, and a really good secondary as well for Kansas.
0: I mean, you're, I mean, you're saying everything. I mean, it's terrifying. It is, it is honestly nerve-wracking. Because, very trap gamey. Very trap gamey because last year we didn't get a healthy Jaden Daniels. We didn't. He was mm-hmm. pretty banged up. I was shocked he even played a, a little bit of the Texas game, and it was a Bijan masterclass that he put the game away in the first half.
1: Put two fifty yards or something
0: like that. Yeah, like, it was like right? two fifty yeah. and like four touchdowns. Yeah, that's not going to happen again. No, nope, not yet. It's not going to happen. They have retained the majority of their offense, and their offense has guys that just won't quit, Mm-mm. especially their quarterback. Uh, I just saw this, the stat. I'm trying to find it. But I want to say it's when Devin Neal runs outside the tackles. I saw that too. It's again. like 9.3 yards yeah. a run. Keep, when he's
1: inside, he's still hitting 4.5. It's a, it's a game where our all of our edge rushers are going to just have to play contain because it's contain yeah. Daniels, contain the, the running back. So send edge. And don't let him get outside. It
0: feels very Alabama-y where that means Anthony Hill. We're going to see a lot of him staying out there. But it's not going to be Anthony Hill trying to go in there And step up through the gap and make a tackle. It's gonna be, he's gonna be trying to stay on the edge, just trying to keep everything in control, which I'm not concerned about because I saw him do it in Baylor where he started on one end, completely just wraps around the guard and tackles him for a loss. Crazy. His speed's there, Benda's speed is there. Ford's pretty quick too. Mm -hmm. And we've got some of the fastest safeties out there. Yeah, Johnny Barron as well has got a lot of speed. Look, I'm really concerned. I am. I am really concerned because of how Jay Daniels is. And if they can go out there and just drop 14 points easy like that, it scares me. It makes me think, like, I hope Sark doesn't derivate from his game plan. Well, so I think that's the thing you can not do is you can't derivate from your game plan because I do expect Kansas to score first on Saturday. Well, of so those games where Texas, you know, they're notably not great in
1: that first drive on offense. Right. defense usually is. But I don't want Kansas starting with the ball because, like you said, say Kansas scores against Texas defense first play. Texas has their, you know, three and out or, you know, five plays and then punt and then Kansas can go and get another four, or another touchdown and make it 14. This game could very easily start with Texas behind if the Kansas offense is thumping. Easy, easy. But I will say I do think this will be a shootout. I think it's going to be high scoring because I'm not as confident in the rest of Kansas' defense. They have some ball-hawking cornerbacks. They go after the ball. They're aggressive. I think they can take the top off this defense, and I think they're going to run all over them. It's going to be a Brooks and Baxter showing, and I, I don't have confidence that this Kansas D-line can do anything with this uh, Texas O-line, and I really think they're just going to pound the pound the ball and then find play actions, find deep balls, and really take the top off the defense. I still do think Texas is going to score a lot of points this game.
0: I do, too. I actually agree with you. I was going to say we're, I'm definitely taking hypothetically. The hypothetical I, over. Let me hypothetically this. Yes, I am hypothetically. I would take the over for this. on the hat. However, I would say Kansas is covering the spread. Yeah. Is Texas by 17 right now? I would no, say it Kansas. feels better. Than, it feels closer than 17. I'd say it's sure. a touchdown game. Is what we're looking at. Yeah, Touch on maybe 10 points. But the thing that does make me feel confident is that if Texas can actually have success against their defense on third down, which so far about 40% of teams have been able to do, or 40% mm-hmm. of snaps have been able to do, we're good to go. Yep. We've got a horrible fourth down or third down conversion rate at 32%. But if that number kicks up to 40, I'm not too worried about it. And also I think that it's gonna come down to we're gonna get down. We're gonna grind the ball that first one. The second play, we're gonna be trying to go second to five every time mm-hmm. because actually, I do think Texas can run over this team.
1: Yeah, I, know. I don't know
0: if they can beat them through the air, but I do think Texas has the ability to pound this team and just wear down that defense. I think we're gonna see a lot of plays where it's you know screen pass first
1: down run second down vice versa mm-hmm. two runs little pitch plays little jet sweeps. Mm-hmm. I think we're gonna see a lot of just motion, which I mean Sark always does, and running the ball and. Get, getting the ball in playmakers' hands and forcing Kansas to tackle our guys. I mean, sometimes it just happens where Worthy gets the ball, and they don't tackle him well. They don't. And that's that's a very exploitable thing in college football as well. The tackle is <laughs> just worse.
0: And, I mean, Sark's going to want two and five. Mm-hmm. Every single snap, he's going to want two and five. But I think for me, this is this is a prove it game. This yep. is We've talked so much about this D-line. Show me that. Show it. Show me what you're doing to Devin Neal, because, honestly, I am going to diss him a little bit. I'm not that concerned about the wideouts.
1: Yeah, no, that's, not, that's never
0: been a part of this their, team
1: that's going to it. Their wideouts,
0: they don't drop the ball. Mm-mm. They have one drop through four games. I think Texas is currently last place in the Big 12 right now with drops. Really? I think that they is have, not surprising. I think they have about 10 or 11 so far this year. God, It's not great. Kansas doesn't drop the ball. So what are you going to do? Don't be afraid. Give some trust in Gavin Holmes. Give some trust in Ryan Watts. Say, maybe this third down, we're going to ask you to go one-on-one coverage. Maybe we'll keep like a safety back there for help like over the top. But we're going to send in eight guys in that box. Yeah. And we're just going to send one or two right after Daniels, and we're going to hope for the best. Well, I think the way to beat
1: teams where it feels like there's kind of just two guys. I mean, it's not like when you play Baylor, obviously their offense isn't great, but there's there's not a star. There's a lot of players that can make plays. Right. And it's kind of a hot hand team. That team, it's Daniels and Neal, and that's who you're praying on. It's as bad as I can say, let's be physical with them. Get mm-hmm. hits on Daniels. Get hits on Neal. And just if they can't get that ball to that guy, you know, send pressure. If, if they really can't get Neil going early and the D-line's doing well, it's going to force Daniels to throw it to other people. And I think that's where you just say, hey, cover Neil out of the passing game, send pressure at him, and have confidence that your cornerbacks are going to win those one-on-ones because I think they can. And especially if Jalen Ford's in coverage, you can do that. I agree. But,
0: and also, Jalen Ford has the speed to keep up with these players yeah. too. Um, I mean, I guess we've got to talk about – I mean, we'll go right into it. Before we do, I'm going to ask you. How afraid should we be of this cornerback, Kobe Bryant? Kobe Bryant is Coming a in as the reigning Big 12 Defensive Player of the Week.
1: Yeah, this guy is w- probably the best cornerback in the Big 12. Probably better than anyone you're going to see on Oklahoma or Texas. Do you want me to and... throw his
0: stats at you real quick? Yeah, let's, let's hear it. So last week, he became Big 12 Player of the Week because he had three tackles, one interception, and he forced a fumble for a scoop and score. Wow. In the first quarter. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He Kobe... was the one that laid that hit on the BYU player, correct? Yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he goes at it. He doesn't have a lot of tackles every game it's what he does as a ball hawk is where it seems he does the most damages. tackles is also a very flawed
1: cornerback Because the more receptions you give up the more tackles you're going to get so that is true it just depends on who's running against you yeah. but yeah brian two interceptions on the year and he is a ball hawk he's the kind of guy you throw it deep he's not going for the pass breakup he is trying to get that ball in his hands mm-hmm. so i think it's going to bite quinn i think it's a game where you're going to see that first interception He's, had to he made, at one point. You know, he made some... He, like you said, he had a one throw for Baylor that should have been a pick, pick
0: six. It should have... I, I don't know how that guy didn't catch it and, like, and score. Okay, Sanders pops open in the middle and also you have Whittington six yards from you. Yeah. Like, just underhand it or just loft it to Whittington, you're good. Try, like, try to make too much of a play. I don't did. know what he was
1: doing. But he did.
0: He generally
1: stopped doing that and I think that's been huge. But I do think this is a game where, you know, we're going to try to go after their two players. We're going to try to go after on offense. They're inside, but... Again, what it comes down to is the things that aren't that. It's, can we make the plays over the top? Are they going to make those plays over the top? Is they, Are they going to have a wide receiver that shows up a little bit? If not, if those go Texas' this way, it's a comfortable
0: victory. But I think we can go to score predictions if you're if you're ready. I think I'm ready. I think I just want to hear two things. Uh, I mean, who's got to have the game of the week on both offense and defense? Uh, CJ Baxter, I think, is going to have to okay. set, some,
1: set the tone a little bit. I think Brooks is going to need the majority of the carries, but... See a Devon Achan kind of game from Baxter. Not quite that good fantasy-wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And defensively, um, the (laughs) A-train. I think you pointing out Anthony Hill means I'm not going to pick him. I think Ethan Burke is going to be someone that we're going to see because he is the guy who sets the edge for the quarterbacks a lot. And he's a good player in the run game. If we see him become great because Neil wants to bounce it outside – that I mean, if he has a big game, it's going to be hard for them to, to, to do well.
0: Absolutely. I think for me, I'm taking the guy that, you know, I've, I need to see more out of him. I'm going to take two guys on the defense. I'm going to take Muhammad mm-hmm. and Ryan Watts. Yeah. I mean, go I back. think I think Muhammad, I think they're going to try to attack at him early because he is a freshman. Yeah. I think they're going to try to make him uncomfortable. Baylor threw at him like four straight plays. But, I mean, he just kept going. I think he forced him to like two incompletions and two tackles right off the bat. He's got a motor. He's ready to go. But I do think that Ryan Watts needs to understand that he wasn't – I mean, he has struggled early this year. He hasn't been the same Ryan Watts we saw last year going against Alabama. Mm-hmm. And we need to see a little bit more of that, especially in a home game. We need to see the Ryan Watts that came from Ohio State. Definitely. So I'm going to take him. Agree. And I'm going to take A.D. Mitchell. Yeah. Uh, I think A.D. Mitchell – quiet. I think this is going to be a good, like – I'm saying like 150 game. I'm saying like 5 or like 6-152. Got some big plays over the top for him. 6-152. I do wish they play
1: use him a little more in like the screen passing game because – He's use, so quick. They, he's quick. Yeah. They use him running, but they, they're giving Whittington a few more screens. And I'm like, I don't think Whittington needs to the ball here. But it's because
0: Whittington doesn't go down. That's yeah, why. Yeah, I mean, why. it's just a Whittington like it's, – it's He's the yardage getter. But big play, I'd like to see Mitchell. Although I feel like we haven't been using Whittington as much as we had were last season. Which is kind so of that's just how many weapons there are. Yeah, and that's
1: but, that's evident to happen when you know you're more likely to make the sophomore to junior jump than the senior to super senior. So we're seeing that with Sanders and Worthy as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's gonna be a big game for all of our guys. But I think you're right. Like, if it's gonna happen, I want it to happen now. I don't happen in Dallas. I want Quinn to get that first one out of the way now. Yeah, that's if a good it point. happens, yeah, hopefully not first quarter pick either.
1: Can't.
0: I'd be cool like a third. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, third quarter good. feels fine. All right, third. score prediction. What are you saying? It's gonna be tough. Jay Daniels is going to give us a lot of issues. I really do think he will. But I think the thing that separates this Texas team apart from last year's Texas team is your halftime adjustments. I think that's something that we have been overlooking. This team has been able to come out of the locker room, and maybe not offensively, but they put it together every single time. Eventually takes that fourth quarter implosion. Look, with Wyoming, they got thrown with an entirely different game plan. Come out, fix it, score 21 points in the fourth. ball game. With Baylor, they had already defeated them. With Bama, I don't know how we did it, but they did it. It took a fourth quarter. This team is going to make the adjustments they need, and they're going to be playing inside what's likely to be a disgustingly rowdy DKR.
1: Yeah, seriously. I think
0: in an an afternoon game, people are going to be hopped up on mimosas. They're going to be rowdy. They're going to be really loud. Well, it's for a lot of people, you know, it's only DKR game for
1: five weeks because it was Baylor DKR, Mm -hmm. Oklahoma bye week,
0: so. By week, and then I think road game next. Houston, yes, road game. So yeah, I mean we're not. I mean after this game, we're not back to Halloween weekend. People want to go to home game. This is the time. Yeah, so. I mean get it now, especially because if, by the time you come back to BYU, you're not going to be able to afford those tickets. No, they're going to be too expensive.
1: Too expensive. So
0: yeah, I mean I think that is going to be high score in first half. I do think this game. Like I think we can see this in the 20s already at halftime, but I think that Texas ultimately will win out and prevail. So I'm gonna take the horns by a score of 42 to 30. Dog,
1: I was gonna say 42 to 31.
0: No way! Yeah, <laughs> let's go. I literally,
1: ha- I literally in my head for the last like 10 minutes have been saying ah 42 31. Okay, we're get- gonna agree on this. Well, no, let's hear your method though. <laughs> I-, I was gonna say 31 28 end of third quarter, Kansas, Kansas Texas up three, K- Texas Ooh. fourth quarter shuts them out, scores two touchdowns, wins the game comfortably, comfortably. 31-20 at the end of the – wow. Yeah.
0: That's scary.
1: I think these are two teams that can be very similar for three quarters. But, you know, they've difference seen these really, really elite teams is that fourth quarter. And we're finally seeing it with Texas. It is. And they're, they've are they been playing so well in the fourth quarter. I just don't see them losing the game. Also, I, we are going
0: to hit like 140 on that field too. so It's going to be – yeah. It's going to be gnarly. It's going to be gnarly. It's going to be gross. But, I mean, you know, well, knock on wood. But, I mean, hopefully we're sitting here next week talking for – an hour and a half about what's likely going to be the biggest game, Red 10. River, in the last For ten years, a long time, yeah, like since 2010, typey. But we'll see. I mean, we got high confidence in our boys. We trust the process. And well, and speaking of uh, Red River showdowns, uh, we're, we're gonna our
1: next little bit. It's going to be a transition here. Uh, someone whose name was made in the Red River showdown someone who will be in the NFL draft this Mm. upcoming year, in theory, Mm. Caleb Williams. I hope his pillow's hot every day. He wakes up the rest of his life. (laughs) His breakout game did come in that red river rivalry game, torn away from Texas in 2021. Uh, He's now at USC. He won a Heisman last year. He's probably going to win it again this year. And he will be the number one pick in the draft. We're going to switch over to the NFL a little bit because, you know, we're three weeks in the season. This is about when you start really getting an idea of these teams. And we have a very obvious bottom four to five teams, in my opinion. And, I'd love to hear a little discussion about who we think is getting Caleb Williams next year. Who needs the most? What's going to happen? Right now in the NFL, four teams are 0-3. The Broncos, who just got destroyed by the Dolphins. Huh.
0: Screw you, Sean Payton.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sean Payton ruined the Cowboys, Saints, and Broncos. That's my boy. Retirement. Hey, we still uh-huh. got to <laughs> They thought they were going to get him. Nope. Mike McCarthy. Um uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, they got annihilated. Russell Wilson still looks mediocre. Defense looks pretty bad. Vikings. Pretty badly coached team. Kirk Cousins is getting it done. Rest of the team is not. You don't want that, though. You don't like that.
0: You don't like that. We'll get into
1: that. Bears. Justin Fields looks atrocious. Team in general just doesn't look like they have any weapons on offense. They're not scoring at all. Panthers. Bryce Young looks very bad. It was always going to be a bit of a uncomfortable year for the Panthers. I you know, even if they get it, they're not going to take Williams. That'll be a trade back. I just hit my mic. Hopefully, it doesn't sound bad.
0: Yeah. No, you're good. The fifth you're team good. I'm going to
1: add, not 0 and 3. It's the only 1 and 2 team I'm going to talk about, is the Giants. Because on tankathon.com, fun little tool, <laughs> they've been doing this for a while, even though they have a stupid name. <laughs> Does rest of season strength schedule, and Giants have the hardest strength schedule left in the year. They have the second worst point differential in the NFL, and they're 1 and 2. This could be a team that loses mm, 13 more games. Like, they could be really bad this year. Ain't no way they're um, losing
0: 13 more. I will confidently say no, they're not losing 13 more. 10 more, definitely. They right? have some, I'm going to say the Giants' schedule right now. Okay. And we're talking about Daniel Jones playing
1: bad. No weapons on offense. Sequel on the um, injured has Darren a Waller? Seahawks. Could just yeah. drop that game. Yeah. Dolphins lost. Bills lost. Commanders, that's a game that they could win. <coughs> Jets, a game they can win. Raiders are better than them right now. But it's also Jimmy G, bro. Yeah, but he's been playing fine. Uh, I know they lost to the Steelers, but Cowboys yeah. is a loss. Cowboys Commanders is a loss. game up in the air. Yeah. Patriots, the defense is probably going to be better, yep. enough to have them win that game.
0: Packers, it's Patriots. What time of the game is that? Do you know? We know what Twelve time it p.m. Is? Yeah, Patriots. One whatever. p.m. Whatever. Patriots um, is going
1: to win that one. Yeah. Packers, they just beat your Saints. Yeah. Saints, hopefully for you, that's a win. Uh, I, I don't care anymore. Eagles, Rams, <laughs> Eagles to end the year. You're done. That's 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 a clean. So you know, maybe we get loss. three wins out of that. Maybe it's not 13 loss,
0: It's 11. But yeah. You know, this could be a team fighting for that last pick. So, is our discussion right now the number one pick? Is that what we're yeah, who, Yeah,
1: who, who of these teams do you think will finish the worst?
0: Out of the Broncos, Bears, Vikings, and Panthers.
1: And, I mean, Giants, we can add to that, but... I,
0: we can put in the Giants, too. I mean... <coughs> Sorry. Here's where I'm at. The Jets need to swallow their ego. And get another quarterback. They need to get another quarterback. Jacoby Brissett. Because Zach Wilson might be the worst quarterback I've seen since... Uh, What's his name? Sam Donald.
1: He's been the worst completion percentage for the last three years he's been in the NFL. I
0: think like if you looked at QBR, no, he's worse than Sam Darnold. He'd be like, not even close. He'd be like 36 if you looked at QBRs, something like that. It's a, Zach Wilson is a absurdly bad NFL quarterback. He's yeah. a bad NFL quarterback. He makes football not fun. He makes football not fun. And it's very obvious how little trust his teammates have in him. And if your locker room doesn't believe in you, what are you doing there, man? Yeah. The Panthers... I mean, if you're the Panthers, you're trying to win games because you don't have your number one pick because mm-hmm. your first round pick went to get five, nine Bryce Young. So you're trying to do all you can to win. Um, and look, the Panthers, they're going to be OK because there's always so much talent now with wide receivers in the NFL that you can wait until the second round to get a wide receiver. Yeah. All right. The running backs, they got to figure out what's going on. Miles Sanders does not need to be a starting NFL running back. I'm sorry, he doesn't need to be. He's fine. But He's like, decent. He's mediocre.
1: But they're also a tanking team, so it's fine.
0: They are a tanking team. I think Carolina will be good. I think they will be relevant. So I actually think that the Panthers will honestly, I think the Panthers can actually take about five more wins. Okay. I feel decent about the Panthers being like a 6 win team this season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my really only concern is giving me long-term durability because it's going to have to come with building up that line. Yeah. They've got a decent O line, but it's gotta get a lot better. Yeah. Ikuamu Ru from NC State, that guy's a maniac. That yeah. guy's huge. And that guy's wild. Let's talk about the last two. Yeah. Um the Denver Broncos, uh, I think they're what, their O lineman said it best. I've been here seven years, man. I'm tired of losing. All I've done is lost. This sucks. Garrett yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then I saw every single Broncos fan be like, well, maybe if you didn't have six holes in the game in 2018, we wouldn't be losing, which I enjoyed. Um, I mean, Russell Wilson, I think Sean Payton is doing his best. I do think Sean Payton is a fantastic NFL head coach. Despite everything that happened, I love Sean Payton to death. He won us a Super Bowl. I think that this guy knows how to make an NFL offense work better than 80% of the current NFL coaches. He's washed. But I don't think he can make Russell Wilson good. No,
1: I think it's over for Russ. I just
0: think that Russ, like the thing is, Russ wasn't bad last week. Mm-hmm. I just think it simply comes down to the fact that Russ just isn't who he's supposed to be. And also, your defense for the first time in 30 years isn't good. Yeah. Your defense has just fallen off drastically.
1: And since that offensive lineman got out of the Broncos, they're 35 and 66.
0: Never God. had more than seven wins. I mean, if you're Sean Payton, you know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking, you know, who's dumb enough to bite the bullet on a rush trade? And I'm not saying you're getting anything back. Maybe like two third rounders or something. And you like have to eat salary. But I mean, I'm like, I'm not looking for the end of this season. I'm trying to think of my next five-year plan. What's my future here? You know, same as the Cardinals. Because with the Cardinals, I highly doubt Kyler Murray Murray still going to be an Arizona Cardinal. In the next five years? I don't see it happening. If you're the Cardinals, you did the right thing. When you fired your head coach and you fired your GM, you got ready for the future. If you're Denver, you're doing the right thing, by getting yourself in the future. You've gotten your head coach, Mm -hmm. fix what's going on in the front office. I know they've been working on it the last few years. They've been getting better, but fix what's going on there and go back to what made Denver, Denver with a dominant defense and find your quarterback. Because with the way that the NFL is turning these days, there is so many talented NFL quarterbacks coming that, if you just get the right coaches in place and you get the right system, you'll be okay. Well, I mean, if I'm a first round running back, I know Denver's been a laughingstock, like I said. But
1: you come in, you get to play a year under Russell Wilson, and that's at least a mentor. He's he was is a great NFL quarterback, probably going to be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, but no, definitely not we'll a little bit. Yeah. and Sean Payton knows how to coach quarterbacks. Say you're a late first, early second round pick quarterback. That's a great landing spot because you weren't going to be starting first first season anyway. So, like, if mm-hmm. Will Levis went there, he'd probably be a lot happier than being on the Colts. Or, sorry, the Titans, sorry. But I do want to say something that, you know, about the Broncos, kind of talking about that player, okay. uh, Garrett Bowles, is that, you know, they won that 2015 Super Bowl with Gary yep. Kubiak as their head coach. With a top eight NBA NFL defense of all time. Yeah, ever. Yeah, 2016, ever. they lost three more games, missed the playoffs, and they fired Gary Kubiak in his second year.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He was an amazing coach. But, and they, you know, Trevor Simeon was their starting quarterback that year. They were moving on from Manning, trying to get a new quarterback. They've been through person. a lot of coaches since they've, then. But they've been through four head coaches since then, five if you count in an interim. And none of them have even gone past seven wins. Firing Gary Kubiak was a bad decision, even though I kind of get
0: the idea. Yeah. He has never been a head coach since. I'm actually going to look up where he is right now because I don't even know if he's still coaching. I think he might be a coordinator still. I mean, while, you're, while Evan's looking that up, continuity is what everything comes down to. Currently, or, uh, he's currently a executive for Panthers
1: Rocklow in Poland. He coaches in Poland. That's so sad. Which is just sad for the guy. You know, he was an assistant head coach for the Vikings in 2019, 2020. And then since then,
0: nothing. But that's the last good head coach they've had. It is. And what was that? Eight years ago? Nine years ago? Yeah. I mean, it comes down to continuity in the NFL. That's all it's going to come down to is getting the right people in place. Mm -hmm. And Denver just hasn't given them that option. But also Denver has just done a horrible job of managing quarterbacks. Yeah. I think Brock Osweiler. Trevor Simeon, it, Drew Locke. It really is a good
1: team to just start tanking a little bit with because you look at their system, it's, the, the quarterback that's coming in is going to have some weapons. Dolcich, Williams, Marvin Wims, Jerry Judy. O- O-line's pretty bad. Defense looks bad, but there's something to build off of at least. There is something. If you go to the Cardinals, I'm not as sure about that.
0: Well, they should beat the Cowboys. They beat the Cowboys.
1: <laughs> I also want to go back to your Zach Wilson thing because I've kind of, in my head, come up with a little list. Let's hear it. You're the Jets. You're seeing how good your defense is. You're not making an offer for Kirk Cousins right now, first You're of all. You're an idiot. <coughs> then yeah. after that, is Zach Wilson any worse or any better than Davis Mills? I don't have Davis Mills. Matt Ryan, even. Andy Dalton, go trade for him. Ryan Tanhill, go trade for him. Jacoby
0: Rousset, go trade for him. You're telling me that none of those guys are an upgrade? Matt Ryan's the only one I'd be hesitant about just because he has he's been old. Of, He has been out of the league right now. So I would be concerned. But he's fine last year. Yeah, but... Heinecke Heineke, trade for him? Yeah. I mean, Zach Wilson... I think it's an ego thing at this point. I really do with the Jets. Like, you need to like you need to shut up because if you actually want to have any chance of like any of your players wanting to stay here long term, because we still don't know if Aaron Rodgers will actually be in the NFL in the NFL again. You think Garrett Wilson's gonna be here long term? You Mm -hmm. think Sauce Gardner's gonna be here long term? No, not a chance. So suck it up. Realize you made the mistake. Before the owner fires Robert Sala. Yeah. Because Robert Sala is a good NFL head coach. I do believe that. Oh, and his defense is crazy. His defense is insane. He is making the wrong decision by leaving Zach Wilson in. Yeah. I every agree. single week. And The I, last one. Yeah, a team we didn't talk about yet is the Bears. Justin Fields is, uh, is in a close third place right now for me personally. Like third, probably two, as the worst NFL quarterback.
1: I made this list uh, yesterday. I had it as 1A, 1B, Desmond Ritter, Justin Fields. Yes. I put Zach Wilson third just because, you know what? He might be the worst of them, but at least he didn't have the game Desmond Ritter and Justin Fields just had. Yeah. I think after that I had Pickett at five, and I can't even remember who my four was. So
0: low on Pickett, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, that's more just because I want to It's a personal it. thing, yeah. It's a personal thing. It is. No, I get it. I get it. But, yeah, yeah I mean, the Bears, the the amount that their fans are trying this offseason, the players ranked him as a top 100 player in the NFL. Now he looks just awful, man. I mean, he is just – I uh Bryce Young there as well um but he's a rookie so it's all right he's a rookie um but yeah it's just not working for them their defense looks bad their offense looks bad Iberflus doesn't even look like he has an idea what he's doing out there it might that's the team where I personally
0: will say they need Caleb Williams the most they need a
1: renaissance
0: look all I know is if you're the Bears you've got you're gonna have a top three pick and with Carolina you're gonna have probably a top 10 pick I'm packaging both of those if I'm not the number one pick, and I'm trading up, but I'm taking Caleb Williams. Mm-hmm. I am going all in, and I am going full-on reset-rebuild. Yeah. It has to happen. Yeah. It has to happen Again. if you're Chicago.
1: Uh, I just – I wanted to say a little thing for fans of Chicago sports. Let's hear it. Bulls, stuck in mediocrity. They have a big three that's awful. Blackhawks yeah. have not had a winning season in three years.
0: 2014, right? No, no. the last time they want a title, though,
1: right? 2014-15, they won a title. They've only been the, they haven't gone past the second round since. Have been awful. The Cubs are good this year, but the White Sox are in the worst spot of any MLB team. Mm-hmm. Just feel
0: bad for him. I will, I will read you a Justin Fields stat here real Let's quick. Justin Fields currently this year, his projection is for the rest of the season, is 289 passes out of 499. Good for 58% completion, 17 touchdowns, 23 interceptions. And he's supposed to project to average, a long ball of 33.
1: Nice, Justin. Yeah, he looks awful.
0: He's He looks bad, man. And, you know, I think maybe it comes down to partially their offense needs to let Justin Fields just run mm-hmm. and make some magic happen. But this isn't Ohio State. You aren't throwing the three number one wide receivers anymore. I mean,
1: DJ Moore's fine, but he's fine.
0: DJ Moore's fine. You don't have a top O-line protecting you anymore. No. That isn't a thing. You don't have five seconds in the pocket to scramble and make some magic happen. You have 2.5 seconds to get a ball out, which he cannot do. And then he takes a sack. And then he takes we're, a sack. Worst sack taking quarterback in the league by far. Mm-hmm. And he he's just looks, he looks he be... timid.
1: Yeah, he's, he's He looks scared in the pocket. Um, speaking of scary, I will say, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think they're going to be this bad this year. But if somehow the Vikings end up with this pick... Man, I mean, Caleb Williams, Justin, Justin Jefferson, Jefferson, Jordan Addison. <laughs> I mean, they right away have a top, top offense, hopefully. And yeah. man, it's just about fixing that defense, which, well, two-year rebuild, they're back at a really good spot. So I hope they don't get it. But I mean, who was who your – Well, we haven't even mentioned this. I saw a so I think it was 36% chance that the Bears do get this pick because – or, sorry, it was, it was the Bears have the um, – uh, what was the team's pick they had? Carolinas. They right? had a
0: Carolinas pick from last year to get Bryce. So, Young. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So yeah. we were talking about that the Panthers, because they can't get it anyway. But right. they are most likely to get it. Statistically, what team are you betting on right now to get that pick?
0: Bears. You think yeah. Easy. Easy for me. For me, it's easy the Bears right now. I mean, I think they're the clear favorites to get the number one. I can see that I think I can see it be going Bears, Cardinals, Broncos. Yeah. That's how I can see it shaking out this year. I, I still am going to go out and say it's the Cardinals. Really? I still think that
1: – I really – people like what Josh Dobbs is doing over a full season. Are we really thinking that Josh Dobbs, James Conner, and that defense are going to win anything? Hey, also, I believe like – The Cowboys suck. That's that's the only reason that happened. Hey,
0: nice. <laughs> Cowboy slander. Yeah. I mean, it's just – it's not going to get done. But also, including teams – I mean, I'm going to give you some surprise teams – Atlanta's going to – could end up with a top-ten pick. Purely or they based could on, win their division. Or they could win the division purely based of how bad that quarterback is. Yeah, Desmond Ritter is awful. They De- need to replace Desmond him. Ritter is killing Bijan's career right now. And I know he's only played in the NFL three games. He is killing his career. Yeah. Falcons need to figure it out fast. They need to get rid of Desmond Ritter real quick. Very
1: much in agreement. I mean he's, – He's terrorizing Kyle Pitts, Bijan Robinson, and Drake
0: London for fantasy. And there's just like – I mean, there's so many teams right now that things are going to be different for next year. I mean, Mac Jones, I'll be surprised if he's still a Patriot next year. I'll be surprised what happens with the Patriots yeah. in the next two years. There's going to be so much turnaround.
1: They're really in just a weird spot, window I mean, area. They are.
0: The Rams, I mean, your team's getting old now. This is a team that is uh, going to be three, four years removed from their Super Bowl title. Like, you got to figure some stuff out, man. Yeah. I mean, Stafford
1: still looks good, but for how long? Cup, for how long?
0: Aaron are for how long. Yeah. Yeah. It's a rough time. Um, I'm going to say something too real here, kind of controversial. Look, hopes and prayers. I'm glad Derek Carr is okay. But I hope they sit him. For how long? Until Jameis season. starts playing badly. So, I, so I, next week? Shut up. <laughs> Look, this Saints offense was already disgustingly bad. But I think adding Jameis Winston will actually make us better than we have with Derek Carr as a quarterback.
1: I'll let you have that opinion.
0: <laughs> we'll see it. We'll watch. And we get Kamara back this week. We'll see what's up. Listen, I know people have this, like,
1: thing for Jameis Winston. There's a reason he hasn't been a starting quarterback since 2019.
0: Yeah, because he got hurt by a dirty play by Shaquille Barrett.
1: Yeah, and he wasn't good when he got hurt. He was going to be.
0: Yeah, for sure. He was going to be. All right, anyway, well. who's your, who's you, who's got the number one? You got the Cardinals? Cardinals. All right, awesome. I don't think they're sustaining a top 15 offense for the rest of the year. Probably not. Nah. Probably not. What, do we have any more going on this weekend? Yeah. I think the only thing is um, uh, Notre Dame, <laughs> yikes, bad weekend to be an Irish fan, <laughs> Um. Bad week going to be a Colorado fan, and it's going to get even worse when Caleb Williams drops 50 on you on Saturday. Oh, yeah. 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 Caleb Williams is going to destroy that Colorado defense. That's – forgot that the game was going to happen. Yeah, he's going to kill those dudes. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that will do it for us today right here on the 40, yeah, correct? I think so. You got anything else for us? Any pressing news?
1: Nothing. <laughs> think so.
0: No. Oh, I went 0
1: 3 in fantasy this week. I was sad. He went 0
0: 3 in fantasy. I just traded Christian Watson for Roshan Johnson this morning. You're weird. We'll see. (laughs) Hi, folks. Look, guys, as always, the 40 yard line is brought to you by Populous Sports. Populous, I know I've said it once. I'm going to say it again. Populous changed the way you play fantasy today. Make sure to download in the App Store. Make sure to check out some of our other shows, including the Fast Track Pod as well as the Smart Alec show. This won't be under our umbrella, but you can look it up. Smart Alec. Make sure to check out Alec Alvarez. Always a great guy to talk to. Always make sure to follow us on IG at the 40 Yard Line Podcast. Promote us, share us with everyone you know. But from the 40 Yard Line, my name is JC. I'm Evan D. And I think we'll talk to you guys next week.